0: Welcome back to another episode of the Pursuit of Bliss podcast. It has been a week. To me, it feels like it's been three weeks in the time since I last recorded, which was just a week ago. And I know we had spring equinox, which I didn't expect to be the massive portal that it was, but it has been. And I know many of you have also had this experience. The spring equinox, which happened in the last week is nature's new year. And for those of us who are in touch with our bodies, with our hearts, with our wombs, with our beings, are going to be much more in tune with nature's new year than the new year of the calendar that we use in modern society. And so it was kind of this portal of leaving behind the winter and entering spring. So it's like this energetic and natural season of rebirth death and rebirth which has been the theme of my life in the past year and it felt like this was the culmination and it was so interesting because starting on the day of the equinox i woke up just feeling exhausted i've had these crazy intense dreams every night. And it's been interesting because the ones that I can remember, there are two specifically that I still remember upon waking. And they were both like very intense, very traumatic, very stressful dreams. They were both about a person theme or place that I was meant to let go of. And I think it was just like these last energetic parts of me that were tied to these people, places, things We're dying in this portal of entering this rebirth. Like they just couldn't come with me where I'm going, where I'm headed or, you know, with everything, everything that's coming for me in this era of my life that I'm stepping into. I don't know if any of you have been having crazy dreams. I'm going to share more about what mine have been teaching me because I've been learning a lot from my dreams recently. And on top of having the crazy dreams for the past three days, I have been, sleeping 10 to 12 hours a night, napping three to four hours a day, and spending much of the rest of the day and evening on my couch. I have been unexplainably exhausted, just tuckered out, unable to do much. I haven't felt sick, just exhausted. And little side note here, I don't know if you can hear it in the audio, but my cats are going crazy playing together, and I'm just going to keep recording. So if you hear weird noises, <laughs> It's just my kitties having fun. So this exhaustion I felt, I haven't felt in a long time. And it's like every, I'm napping most of the day and I'm having these intense, crazy dreams. Today is the first day that I woke up and felt more like myself. Like I don't need to sleep all day. And it's very reminiscent of, let's see, what year is it? 2019. So was that four years ago? Uh, Four years ago, I had a very similar experience. And four years ago was right before I started my business when everything in my life was different. And actually there's been a lot in this season of my life that has been reminiscent of four years ago. I could record a whole podcast on it. It seems I'm entering a similar season, but four years ago I was completely broke. Many of you know this story. If you've been following me for four years, I was broke, living paycheck to paycheck, sharing a bedroom because I couldn't afford my own, mattress on the floor because I couldn't afford a bed frame, right? No car, walking to work in the snow, miserable at my soul-sucking job, just completely rock bottom. And around this time period, I was starting to really find the world of self-development and spirituality. And I had this huge spiritual awakening, realizing that there's more to the world than we can see, realizing how much our energy and our thoughts affect everything around us, learning all about money and abundance and began to really apply it to my life and hire coaches I couldn't technically afford and my life changed dramatically and when my life began to change I was sharing on Instagram people began to ask me to coach them I did it for free realized I was good at it and they were really appreciating and enjoying my support and I decided oh maybe I should charge for this and that's when I started my business and had the idea to create BAA that is a very, very short summary of what took place over the course of almost nine months. So the reason I'm bringing up this time period is two, two things. One is that around the time, right before I created BAA, right before I quit my job, it was actually, I might've already put in my, I might've already put in my two week notice at this point. I don't remember, but I was transitioning out of one phase of my life and entering a new phase, which became this four year, massive, incredible new era of my reality, which I feel is coming to a close now as I start a new era. And right at the end of one part of my life ending, which had been maybe a five year phase of me being completely broke and trying like seven different careers, businesses, jobs, and failing at everything and just. A beautiful five years in my life where I met amazing people. I did a lot of traveling, but I also experienced a lot of anxiety, confusion, disorientation with who I was in my life, fell into a lot of black holes, and my life was about to change and I could feel it. And right before entering, like I was at the precipice of everything changing in my life, I knew it, but I didn't know how everything was going to change, but I could just feel it. And now in hindsight, of course, I can see how everything played out really beautifully for me. So right at this like pinnacle in between the two phases of my life, I had maybe two or three days where I was sleeping all day long and I was having really deep dreams, crazy dreams. I was sleeping like 12, 13 hours a night and I wasn't sick just like I've been experiencing these last few days. I wasn't physically ill. I was just having these really crazy intense fits of of slumber and just all day long i couldn't leave my bed and i remember waking up from each one kind of feeling like i was barely in the world like i was more in some other world some the dream i felt more aligned with the dream world than the real world and it's the same feeling i've been getting now and i used to always say that after those 3 days i woke up and i i was a different person it was like back then I used to say that I had like information downloaded into my brain. I had this sudden deep understanding of the universe and the way that energy works and manifestation and the laws of the universe. And it just, it was weird. And now looking back, I don't think I had anything downloaded into my brain. I think what really happened is parts of me that were blocking my own innate connection to the world around me fell away, kind of died. And I was able to let go of them when I was in those dream states those three days. It was like this huge energetic transition. I always believe that when we make leaps and bounds in our reality, like quantum leaps, sometimes our body and our spiritual body has to catch up, like our soul has to catch up. And sometimes that means exhaustion. And I believe that our soul works for us and a lot of spiritual and energetic and deep DNA level shifts and healing happens when we are sleeping. God goes to work when we go to rest. And I believe that those three days were that, that was that really happening for me and everything changed after that. And it's so interesting because even at that time I connected the experiences. I knew that those three days were some sort of healing portal for me, accelerating me toward where I was meant to be. And here I am again, the weirdest three days of crazy dreams and sleeping and Feeling more connected to the dream world than the real world when I wake up. It's been so odd. It's like my soul is traveling while I sleep to other dimensions, receiving support, uh, going to visit God, who knows. But something is happening in my dream state that is preparing me for what I'm entering in my waking state. And it is so clearly connected to four years ago, and I am so clearly entering a new era. And I'm actually so excited. Oh, I got chills when I said that. I'm so excited because I felt for the past nine months that I'm entering a new era, but I've been in this transition phase, which I've been in for a while. And a lot of you probably know this space. It's that liminal space in between leaving where you were or who you were and entering where you're meant to go or who you're meant to become. But there's a liminal space in between where you're not quite there yet and you haven't quite let go of whatever it was in the past that was holding you back. And it can feel really uncomfortable in this transitional place, in this liminal space. And I can feel what's coming. I can just, I feel it so deeply. And it can be really difficult to feel what's coming, but not be able to touch it yet. But to not know when it's going to show up, it can, is exciting, but it's also really, really massively challenging to hold that polarity. It's easy to really crumble in this space, to like let go of the vision of what's to come, to let go of hope, to let go of your expectation or your holding space for miracles. It's really easy to crumble in this space. And it takes a lot of courage and bravery and faith to really stand firm in your vision of what's coming. And that's what I did four years ago when every single person in my life was telling me that I was crazy for quitting my job, for investing thousands in mentors that I couldn't afford, for going all in on a business that didn't really make sense because it seems so commonplace now with spirituality, but four years ago, it wasn't. Four years ago, it was controversial. It was cringy to a lot of people. It was really woo-woo and out there. It was really not well understood and very judged. It really, when I got into spirituality and manifestation and laws of the universe, it wasn't huge on Instagram or social media and people didn't understand it. Whereas now it's like, Almost everyone, not everyone, but it is much more well accepted in the world that we live in. But back then, it was so challenging for me. It was terrifying. My friends and family thought it was woo-woo and weird. I was very judged by a lot of people close to me. It actually pushed away a lot of friendships ended a lot of friendships. It was, I don't even really have words to describe how triggering and, and difficult it was. I wanted to quit so many times over, but I was so just connected to my vision of what was possible. I wasn't willing to let go of it. I was so devoted to the process and who I was becoming in that process. And it's very similar to where I am now. There's so many reflections because right now I'm in the space of transitioning from full-blown spirituality. I'm still a very spiritual person. So believe in laws of the universe Still believe in manifestation and energy and our thoughts matter and our beliefs matter, but I've gone a lot deeper and now I'm transitioning into this place of placing God in the center of all of it, which a lot of you are aware of and really I've spent a long time healing a lot of my religious trauma and coming back to this place where I'm realizing that there's an easier way, like manifestation was the easier way before when we weren't aware we didn't, when, before we had spiritual awakenings. And now it's like, great, we went through that stage. Now there's an even easier way when we come back to God and let him do a lot of the work for us. When we come back to our original design and allow ourselves to lean back and relax and breathe a little bit and allow what's meant to be come to us. But what's interesting about where I am now and everything I'm now sharing is that it is equally unaccepted just as spiritual spirituality was four years ago. When I came out of, like, I always say this, I came out of the spiritual closet. That's what it felt like. It was really hard. And now I feel like I'm coming out of the God closet in a manner of speaking. And it is equally, if not more terrifyingly difficult and hard because it is equally, if not more triggering to people. And many people are equally as unaccepting of it as four years ago, they were of spirituality and I'm noticing the same feelings come up of just having to work through my, my own fear of triggering other people and my own ability to hold steadfast to what I know to be true in the face of people judging, not getting it, thinking I'm crazy, falling away, etc. It is almost like to a T the same experience, but maybe like a little bit bigger because this is an even more controversial topic that I'm speaking on. And it's just, I know that this is the beginning of an era. And once again, I get to be, I guess, one of the leaders in the forefront of this specific era that we're heading into. Because God is beginning to really pursue a lot of people in the same way that we were all kind of sent spiritual awakenings around the same time. You know, three to four to five years ago, so many of us woke up. There was another wave of that in 2020. And now there's a wave of people waking up to an even deeper awakening, which is opening up to God and opening up to the concept even of just looking at their religious trauma and realizing how much it's been holding them back. And so it's been really soothing to me because to be honest, showing up after about nine months of not showing up at all on Instagram or on my email list Showing up and speaking what's true to me and sharing about God has been really, really massively difficult and challenging and triggering to me in all of the ways and triggering to a lot of other people in all of the ways. It's been really difficult to follow what God has placed on my heart in the past nine months from leaving my entire life behind and starting from scratch and burning my business completely down and starting from scratch there and and sharing really vulnerably about my struggles. That's been so hard. My four-part series on the void and everything I've shared that's really touched a lot of you and helped a lot of you. It's been really hard. It is hard for me. Hard maybe isn't the right word. It's really vulnerable and scary, not hard. Vulnerable and scary for me to show up and share the most vulnerable moments of my life with all of you. Those most vulnerable moments being my moments of most pain, my moments of most... Grief, my moments of feeling the most unlovable or worthless, my moments of shifting my entire belief system and my business, my moments of realizing that I have no choice but to begin to speak more strongly about God because of the way He's completely changed my entire world and and my life and healed me when I was at my lowest. All of this has been really challenging to navigate and really deeply vulnerable for me to share. But at the same time, I wouldn't take any of it back. (laughs) Of course not. Uh, It's helped so many of you and it's helped me to even speak everything out loud. And I really, more than anything, my goal is for you to all see me as a human being rather than pedestaling me as some perfect, I don't know, person who has everything they want in their life because I feel like on social media it's easy to pedestal people and I've had people pedestal me in the past. and I've had clients who tell me, wow, like I used to pedestal you and it's so good to see you as a human being because as soon as you see someone as a human being, it suddenly feels doable. You suddenly feel less alone. You suddenly realize, wow, we're actually all in this together. <laughs> so before I get super sidetracking on a tangent, like I usually do, I want to bring this back to my original point, which is that this is so reflective of, four years ago. And also the same as four years ago, my relationship with alcohol is changing again. Four years ago, I went through a phase of being completely sober. Did that again this year. And I've spoken on this before, but I feel so much more physically affected by anything that is altering in any way to coffee, to alcohol, to, to literally anything that moves me out of a sober state of mind. Not to say that I still don't enjoy a good cocktail or wine. I absolutely do. I still enjoy a good latte. I'm not cutting these things out of my life, but once again, reevaluating my relationship to any kind of substance or thing, which pulls me out of a completely grounded state of being because I've realized that being in a completely grounded state of being is when I feel the most connected to God and to my intuition and to myself. And now I'm much less likely to want to give that up. And four years ago, I was actually just coming out of a stage of just complete like four to five nights a week, four to five nights a week, blacking out type of relationship with alcohol. And obviously that is not where I am now. It's a different kind of transition. It's a more fine-tuned transition. But four years ago, I moved from a really toxic, bottomless hole type relationship with alcohol into a much more conscious relationship with it. And once again, my relationship with alcohol is shifting and it just seems like over and over and over and over and over, I'm not going to share any more of this because I don't want to go on about it, but my life is really reflecting where it was four years ago. And I feel myself entering a brand new stage of life. And it is so exciting because I know how beautifully everything played out four years ago, right? You know, at the moment of where I am now, four years ago everything played out so much better than I can ever imagine in my wildest dreams. Like in my wildest of wildest of wildest dreams, I could have never imagined the way things played out for me four years ago. Like unbelievable, doesn't seem even possible to imagine or even joke about how good things got for me. It was, yeah, I don't need to go into the details. A lot of you know a lot of my story, but I basically went from broke, sleeping on a shared floor of a bedroom to traveling the world, living in luxurious places, being completely immersed in my dream, changing the lives of thousands of people, making more money than I'd ever had, suddenly feeling connected to the universe. Everything in my life changed for the better. And I'm in that place now, but my desires are a lot different. But I can feel them all coming, which is really exciting. But I have, and and also the invitation here for a lot of you, if you're listening to this, Most likely you may be going through a similar transition is notice where patterns in your life right now may be reflective of a past time in your life, because there's a lot of comfort in noticing how your challenges now align with challenges in the past and seeing how it worked out for you in the past, right? Like it kind of takes away some of the suffering of, wow, this is really hard right now. But remember when it was really hard five years ago and after that so much got better or that person showed up or That job showed up or the money showed up or whatever it was. I feel like sometimes God sends us these little signs and reflections to help us build our faith in what's coming. But there is something I realized that has been holding me back a little bit. And actually my dream last night completely pulled me into this realization in an even more powerful way. It's been showing up over and over and over and over. And my dream was kind of like, Kristen, this is it. This is the Peace. And I said, I was going to share about one of my dreams. So one of my dreams last night, a piece of it was that I was in Costa Rica again, living there, which is the life that I left about nine months ago or so, 10 months ago. I don't know. Uh, I was there again, but it was weird as dreams are. We were actually in Alaska, but it was the town I lived in in Costa Rica. Really weird living with my friends there. And in that dream, I went to sleep and had a dream, so it was like a dream within a dream, which I don't know if that's ever happened to me. It felt very Inception. It was, it was weird, and this is this experience felt so real and so lucid to me. So I was in Costa Rica, which was in Alaska, but it was Costa Rica, really weird, but it made sense to my dream. Living in a in my grandmother's home actually, which was somehow in Costa Rica and Alaska, which actually in real life is in Ohio, but another weird part of my dream. So I go to sleep in the bed I used to sleep in as a child in my grandmother's house in Ohio, but I was really in Costa Rica, which was in Alaska in this dream, whatever. So I'm living in this house with my friends. I go to sleep. I fall asleep in my dream and in my dream, in my dream, someone tells me that I need to fly back to California. Uh, California is where I'm currently living, but in In my dream, it was like, I didn't realize that I had a home in California. I'd completely forgotten. And a part of me was like, oh, I forgot that I could go back there, that I have a home there. And in that dream, whoever it was that told me you need to go back to California also told me that there are multiple timelines at play here. And there is a timeline where you are living completely on your own, building and creating a life by the beach in California, and the fact that in this specific timeline, you are still living here in Costa Rica. It is holding back the version of you in the other timeline from being completely at home, from attracting the people she's meant to attract into her life, because a part of her is still living here. And in my dream, I woke up from my slumber, from that dream, and I am immediately remember, the last thing I remember is being on my phone trying to find a plane ticket. So... So many things here, and I do truly believe that there are many, many timelines that are existing, and I do believe that I kind of astral traveled to a different timeline in my dream where I was still living in Costa Rica, where I hadn't quite left yet, even though that world was a bit inverted compared to like this world here, and that timeline must be so close to this one that it was still holding me back to an extent, And it's almost like right now, God is like taking all of the timelines that exist with me right now and bringing them all into one, like this one really powerful timeline where I am completely in alignment with God's will and plan for my life, right? Because we can have hundreds of timelines, but what would happen if suddenly all of our timelines, every version of us that exists all began to align with the most aligned path for our lives. How powerful would that be? And that's kind of what I feel like is happening a little bit, is any other timelines that feel really strong or powerful or are really close to the one I'm in now are slowly moving into alignment with where I am now because I know without a shadow of a doubt, I am in complete alignment with, with where I'm meant to be right now. Completely. But the other piece of this, I also felt like was a message message to me, because why did I have to become conscious of this process happening? Why is this a dream that I remember? And the piece that really struck me was this part of me that was like, Kristen, you being here is holding back the version of you who's trying to create a life in a home in California. And to me, that's more than just, okay, the version of me in a different timeline and whether or not you believe in, in parallel realities and other versions of yourself doesn't really matter, like take it or leave it. This is like not a hill I'm willing to die on, but it's just a belief that I believe to be true. However, a big part of what I also believe this dream was communicating to me was Kristen, a part of you is still living there. You're ready to let go completely, but there's a part of you that's still there. And if we look at this more in like an energetic way, rather than there's a physical version of me living a parallel life there, Versus right now, there is a piece of me that can't let go, that is still living there in my head. And the message was, when God removes something from your life or frees you from something, stop looking back and stop holding on. You're holding yourself back from what he's trying to send you. And it's been a long process of letting go because my life there was so beautiful and I was there for so long and I have the community and the nature and there's just so many beautiful things about my life there and it's been really challenging to let go and I've realized that I have been spending a lot of time in my head the moments where I feel lonely in my life now I travel back in my head to moments I loved there it's almost this unconscious soothing mechanism that I've created for myself I think a lot of this do a lot of us do this we do it a lot with past relationships, romantic relationships as well. When we feel lonely, we we go back and we think about all of the good times that we had with that person and conveniently leaving out all of the bad times and the reasons that we left them and why we shouldn't be with them. And it's the same thing I was doing with this life, just being feeling so nostalgic and thinking about all of the good times I had and missing it, but not ever focusing on the reasons that I left. And god just kind of like Kristen, it is time to stop looking back looking back now it's holding you back because you're ready to completely step into this new era of your life and oh my goodness as i'm saying this i'm looking out the window right now recording this and it's really gloomy cloudy the sky is gray it looks like it's gonna dump rain and just as i was saying that the sun came out and started shining through the window so that must have had a lot of weight behind it so This is definitely an invitation for all of you as well. Where do you continue to hold on to or look back? What is it that God has moved you away from or freed you from or taken out of your life that you continue to turn around and look back at? Because the longer you're turned around looking back, the longer it will take for you to see what is actually moving toward you. But even if the life better than our wildest dreams is moving toward us, if we're standing there, with our head turned around, looking back at something, we're never going to be able to receive it. It's just going to move right past us. And that's what I realized I was doing to some extent in my life. And I'm sure that this may resonate with some of you because we all do this to some extent. We are human beings, but we also live really for the first time in human history in a generation where we have the ability to, to hold on to things. Every person we've ever known from any time period in our entire lives is connected to us on multiple social media accounts. We can reach out to anyone in the blink of an eye. We have access to, depending on who you are, hundreds or thousands of photos from every time period in our life that we can look at in any moment we desire. We have so many connections to every single time period in our life. It's like, I don't believe that we are built to hold on so hard to every time period and good thing in our life. Not that I don't believe it's fun to have memories and to laugh about things, etc. I think it's, it's also beautiful that we get to have photos and connect with everyone, but there's also a shadow side to it where we can cling and not even realize we're clinging. And we can constantly put ourselves in this energy of that past era without even realizing it. And reminiscing is great, but sometimes we can even use reminiscing as a way to self-soothe in moments where maybe we feel a little bit lonely or we're in a difficult transitional period, but we're meant to be with the discomfort of the transitional period. We're not meant to soothe it with nonstop reminiscing of what God has already moved us away from for a reason. And once again, I'm not saying reminiscing is bad. Reminiscing is a beautiful human quality that we all have. It's important to remember with love the good times in our lives, but not to cling to them and hang on to them. Not to keep our necks turned around, looking back at all times. And I think that reminiscing can actually be another form of voiding, the same as scrolling on our phones or binge watching Netflix all day or online shopping. And once again, not saying any of these things are bad. I do all of them but there is a beautiful side to them. And then there is a shadow side to them. And it's really important to be conscious of how we are using these different activities or actions in our lives to avoid certain things, because this can be very much holding us back from the blessings that are trying to come to us, but we cannot open up to receive because when we're looking back, we're automatically closed off to life right now. Automatically. When our heads are turned around, we cannot receive what's coming for us. And I also want to preface here that when I say looking back, this is a lot different than processing grief. Because when we're processing grief, of course, we're going to feel like we're looking back. We're going to be immersed in the person, experience, place, or thing that we are grieving that we lost. This is completely different. What I'm talking about is, When you're past that stage of processing, if you had grief to process, I know I did. If You're past that stage of processing the biggest portion of the grief and you are still continuing to constantly look back. This is when you're most likely beginning to bypass something. And oftentimes it's bypassing or avoiding the discomfort of that liminal space. But I want you to remember if you're in a liminal space right now, a transitional space right now, if a lot in your life is changing and you haven't quite fully let go of what was here before, but you also don't quite yet see everything that you're hoping will show up. The pain and difficulty here are the precursors, to transformation and transformation is the precursor to the physical changing of everything you desire in your reality, right? Our inner world goes first. Outer world reflects inner world always. So those moments when you feel like you want to give up because God knows, like literally God truly knows and is the only one who knows that I've had so many of those moments in the past week, the past month and the past year moments where everything just felt so overwhelming and so difficult to have so many transitions happening at once that I just wanted to give up and just stop. Just never come back to my business, just go back to the old life I had before. But when I look back, for example, at this time in my life, four years ago, I had the same experience and I know that after all of those moments, when I persevered, every time I wanted to give up everything I was doing, my life shifted in miraculous ways. And I am so grateful that I persevered like so, so, so beyond grateful because it, Brought me the last four years of my life, which have been the most magical, incredible, abundant, beautiful, loving years of my life I've ever experienced thus far. So my point here is that the moments when you want to give up, when the pain and difficulty and challenges feel overwhelming, you should be inviting those moments into your life. Those moments are the portals to everything you've been asking for. Those moments are how you know you're doing something right. Because what got you where you are will not get you where you want to go. But what's going to get you where you want to go is going to be so new. It's going to be so uncomfortable because you've never experienced it before. And the person you become in the process of going somewhere you've never been is going to be painful. It's like a death and rebirth. The Phoenix dies to the flames first before being completely reborn. The difficulty and pain and discomfort it doesn't mean that you're lost. It actually means the opposite. It can mean that you've been found that you're on the right path, but you have to shed and let go. Same as a snake. Here I go with all these nature comparisons. A snake has to shed its outer skin to continue to grow. Same with us. We have to continue to shed and let go to continue to grow and move toward where we're meant to be. But the transformation comes first and life follows. So if that's where you are right now, things feel difficult. I just want you to know that you're on the precipice of so much in your life changing. Don't give up yet. Whatever that thing is that you keep feeling like, Oh, I just want to give up on this because right now for me, to be honest, I am really being honest. That's my business. I love it. I am so lit up by sharing everything I'm sharing right now, but it's also the most challenging thing I've ever had to do in my life. Or I should say in my business. Showing up the way I'm showing up is the most challenging thing I've ever had to do in my business until this point. And starting completely over is really, really hard. Basically leaving Instagram for nine months and coming back is really, really hard. Watching my Instagram following and engagement plummet as I shift my message And also as I come back after nine months of not really showing up, extremely challenging. It's forcing me to let go of any bit of significance I was still unconsciously holding on to as a form of self-worth or value without realizing it. It's like you almost don't realize where you're unconsciously attached to something until it's taken away. And that's what's being happened right now. All of everything I was attached to unconsciously for a sense of worth or validation is being stripped. Right, it's like the conversation I feel like it's happening right now between me and God is He's like, Well, you know, wasn't it nice? You know, getting thousands of likes on every photo and thousands of views on every story and constant new followers every day wasn't that nice? Well, actually, you were getting an unconscious sense of validation from that, that was blocking your own innate sense of self worth, which is what you need to be able to hold what I'm about to give you in this season of your life. The blessings I have for you in this next season of your life are going to require you to show up fully embodied in your worthiness outside of anything external. And in order for that to happen, I need to strip away anything in your life that you are currently hanging on to for validation, even if you were not aware that you were. And so that's, happening in my business. It's happened in other areas of life. And it's just this massive initiation and I can see what's happening and I can see the bigger picture and I'm grateful for it, but it's challenging, right? No one ever said that it was going to be easy to build a really solid sense of self-worth within yourself. No one ever said it was going to be easy letting everything else fall away, letting go of what you're meant to let go of in order to make space for what's to come Is not easy, but it does bring ease. Like I always say this, this journey is not for the light of heart. You will be initiated into where you want to go. It will feel uncomfortable and painful. And this is why I share like these insecurities I have. This is why I share so vulnerably and openly online to all of you. Is because I really want you to understand intimately what it can look and feel like heading into like the best season of your life ever truly, because that's where I am headed into the best season of my life ever that I've ever experienced. And while it's exciting and there's lots of highs, there's also a lot of excavating to do a lot of clearing out to do a lot of grieving to be had over past versions of myself, past versions of my business, past versions of my life. And I know now that I'm not here to reach the most people I can possibly reach. I'm here to reach a few people in a really deep way. Whether a few people is five people or a thousand, or it doesn't matter. I now trust that there's a purging happening in all areas of my life. And God is going to bring the people to me who are in need of what I have to offer right now. Maybe that's you and maybe it's not. If it is you, you'll know, you'll feel it. We already have a soul contract together. But I'm in this place where I have no other option but to just deeply trust God, to just lay it all in his, in his hands, to give it all up to him. Say, so, you know what? This is hard. This is painful. But also, this is exactly where I'm meant to be. Because being in alignment doesn't always mean that everything feels amazing and and lovey and happy all the time. Being in alignment often feels like this because I feel so in alignment in my life, but it doesn't mean that my life is painless or devoid of suffering or insecurities. It's the opposite. Sometimes, sometimes moving into alignment initially creates more pain because we have to shed whatever is not in alignment. And the stuff that is not in alignment doesn't always leave quietly. <laughs> what I do want to leave you all with is that if you're in that place of the difficulty or the challenges or the liminal space of transformation, I would just want to remind you that, yes, it is important to sit with the discomfort and feel your feelings. I know I focus on that a lot, but also on the other side of this it's important to not get stuck in your feelings. Feelings are like crashing waves, right? Let them crash, but then let them leave. The water of the ocean isn't always turbulent. After a storm comes that really calm, peaceful morning where the water is barely moving. That's how our emotions get to be as well. And also remember that while I put a lot of emphasis on feeling the feelings and being with it as comfort, I haven't recently put a lot of emphasis on the other side of this, which is completely focusing on hope, expecting miracles, holding the vision, claiming the desire. I don't speak a lot on this these days, I've realized, because I spent the first three years of my business speaking on this. And for me, it's almost become like this base level, almost common sense for me. It's like, I I don't think about it anymore, but I've found that I recently need the reminder. It's like, I went so deep into the other side of feeling for so long. Now it's like, I need to remind myself, wait, Kristen, don't forget to make space for the miracles, to expect the unexpected, to expect to be surprised. To hold the vision and claim your desires fully. To lean into hope at all times. To balance out the crashing waves with the hope. With the expectation of miracles, right? Like what would it actually feel like for you to be surprised beyond your wildest dreams? For this next season of your life to be the best one you've ever experienced? To be actually completely and utterly blown away by what God has for you in this next chapter. Like what are the desires of your heart? Have you fully claimed them? Are you holding that vision? It's important for us to claim our desires, but also hold them loosely. Right? we get to claim them, but also give them up to God and say, this isn't, this isn't mine to hold. I claim them as mine, but I'm letting you lead me here because I know that you might have something better in store. And I am open to and expecting miracles because I know how much you cherish me. And just like a loving father would love to cherish his little daughter and spoil her and bring her surprises and make her the happiest she can be. I truly believe that God has that same love for us, but we have to be open for the miracles once again. He's sending them our way, but we're not paying attention. We're not looking. We fully believe that we're not capable of attracting miracles in our lives. So we shut down and when they show up, we don't even see them. Then we're not going to receive them. I truly believe that God is always sending us miracles, but it's our job to stay open to them. So are you open to and expecting surprises and miracles in your life? Are you in a space where you're willing and open to being completely blown away by your life? What would that even feel like? Place your focus there. You know, one last thing here, I just wanted to say, it's been so interesting because the more I've shared vulnerably online, I've had so, so, so many of you, like so many reach out and tell me that you're so sorry about how much I've, I've struggled in this past season of my life. And It's been so sweet and so kind and I have so much love for all of you and this community that I've built and I'm so grateful for all of the love I've been receiving. But at the same time, it was almost like I was receiving these and I was like, this is so interesting because everyone's telling me they're sorry about my suffering, I guess I could call it, but I don't feel sorry about it at all. (laughs) Like I do not feel sorry, not even one tiny bit. I am so at peace and grateful for every ounce of suffering I've experienced in the nine months and every way my life was shaken up. Not only because I'm entering the best chapter of my life I've ever experienced, but also because I know that that pain is a portal. And on top of that, I also truly believe that I get to be initiated in really big, deep ways that I hope a lot of you never truly have to experience because I put myself in this position of leading and supporting and mentoring and coaching. And I believe that I get to have these deep initiations so that I can share and mentor a lot of you and guide you so that you can oftentimes avoid what I've experienced. Because these deep, like nine month voids, like I experienced, it's not a necessary human experience for every one of us. Like we all go through voids, but the depth of mine, I feel like part of it is this deeper initiation to initiate me into what I'm going to be mentoring and teaching in the next era. It's, it's no small thing to commit your life to teaching and mentoring and emotional and spiritual healing because you will be initiated in the depths that most people will never have to go within themselves because you have to go to the depth of the deepest depth of every person you'll ever work with. You can only bring people out of a depth that you've been to yourself. And so I truly believe that's part of why I have experiences like I've experienced. And my lows can be really deep and and dramatic. Maybe dramatic is the wrong word, but big. Overwhelming. And when I think back to myself, even me in my deepest pain, I don't feel sorry for her. I feel compassion for her and empathy. And I want to give her a hug and tell her how everything's going to work out for her. But I wouldn't take back a moment of that pain because it initiated me and prepared me and brought me to where I am and and set the, the foundation for everything that's coming, which is a lot, a lot, a lot of beauty. So I think that's all I want to share for today. I know I hinted about a course last week and I said I would release it this week, but I changed my mind that I'm going to share more about it next week. I did get a few of you emailing asking to be on the wait list. And i just want it to feel fully landed in my body before I put it out there. So it's completely in integrity, but it is coming this month. And I still do have one space open for my retreat in Greece. If that is calling you, that is in the first week of May. Uh, the link with the info is in the show notes, or you can DM me on Instagram at pursuit of bliss with an underscore. And I also have one space open for one-on-one mentorship with me right now. I'm only taking on one, uh, because I have a lot going on with my course and my travels in the next month. And I want to be able to fully pour into one person who's ready to receive this medicine, which is deep and not everyone will be ready. And that's okay. And I know that about my work, but if you feel called, you're going to know, you can send me a message on Instagram, or you can apply. The link is in the show notes for one-on-one mentorship. And with that said, I hope you have a beautiful, magical, lovely day and I will talk to you next week.